recorded very much. Here. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the Groovy Podcast. In case you're hearing me again, uh, now we're recording it. And my name is Ken Cousin, podcasting from Marlboro, Connecticut, and I'm joined by Szymon Stempniak, podcasting from Turin, Poland, and Baru Sadogurski, podcasting from uh, sunny, not dusty, and not ashy, California. Ah, good, good for you. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's cleaned up a little bit. Yeah, it's better. Your air quality got better. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. So how are you, Shimon? Where, how, are, how are things where you are? Uh, I, th- I would say things are getting back to normal slowly, uh, pandemic-wise. Uh, so I'm not the best source of information on this topic. But if it, from my own experience, uh, things are getting a better slowly, but, but in, into the right, right direction. How about you? Uh, well, here, as United States go, we're doing well. Okay, that's not a high bar, as you're probably aware. I mean, we're handling this very poorly. But at least in Connecticut, things are reasonably solid. And most of, I'd say all of my work at this point is online anyway. So I'm still basically sheltering, although not completely isolated. Uh, it's weird getting those, those uh, Google travel, what do they say, that location uh, histories? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah like, <laughs> no new places this month. <laughs> Actually, I always wind up with like three or four, and one of them is the local grocery store, and one of them is a Starbucks, a town over, you know? <laughs> so yeah. it's just... It, but it's quite a change from what it used to be like, definitely. Absolutely. So it's really good to see um, Shimon, right? Is that close enough? Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, okay. I'm trying to find the actual YouTube link. Um, we just tweeted it, both Shimon and uh, and I, so... Yeah, I mean, I see that we are If you follow us on Twitter, if you, if you were following us on Twitter, you'd know. Well, I, I'm trying, you know. <laughs> Let me look okay. under. Okay. Oh, there it is. Okay, so if I go there, oh, I, I want to mute it. And then I can see everybody else typing something. Yeah, so, we, have four, we have four concurrent users. Does that and include the three of us? We have Shimon in the comments. It's uh, like the real thing. Okay, very good. Um, anything else before we dive into the actual show notes this time? Uh, yeah, I need I need to uh, unfortunately leave early. So just if I disappear without saying goodbye, sorry about that. And uh, you will do fine without me. One can claim even better, but that won't be me. Well, one could claim, but what is your, um, what, what uh, conferences were you speaking? What's going on today anyway? Yeah, so we, we do tons of stuff. It's all, it's all over. I mean, we obviously, uh, all the online thing sucks and, and we really miss uh, in-person uh, conferences and it's not the same. The engagement is not the same and right. I, I, I hate it. But on the bright side, we can actually do much more. And um, uh, there are weeks that I do like five or seven meetups and, and, and conferences in one week, something that only Venkat could do in person, but now everybody can be Venkat. Uh, so yeah, it's a lot of, lots of meetups and conferences today. For example, I have to leave because I have a talk at um, CloudOps conference, um, going to talk about uh, container registries and stuff. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 a lot, much less fun. It's basically get all the what sucks in travel, and that's uh, jet lag, because we speak at European conferences in the middle of the night and conferences in Asia in the middle of the night. So we get the jet lag without all the fun part of of travel for conferences. Fun part of travel, right? Yes. And that's oh. meeting you. So. So are you doing anything else these days? I mean, what else is going on at JFrog? Uh, so that, that we we hit the, the news yesterday um, or day before. I don't know if you noticed. So that's kind of a big deal for us. 
uh, we filed the for 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 IPO. Oh, I missed uh, that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's huge. I obviously cannot comment anything about that oh. uh, because I don't think orange or stripes suit me. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's big and it's fun and it's uh, it's well dried. So we, you, can you at least say whether your compensation will be in the six figures or the seven? I cannot. I you cannot. cannot say that. Oh. Mostly because I don't know. And you, okay, and you didn't you didn't give us any insider information. I mean, we could have gotten in on this, right? Right, right. Yeah, right. and just because yeah. of that little, I mean, you know, we're going to be incredibly wealthy, and wealthy people don't go to jail. You could have you could have shared this information with us, right? No. <laughs> there uh. is there is this one though. There is a ton of good information there, and there I saw a lot of good analysis about it on. Uh, last couple of days on the web. So if you are into reading S1 documents or financial analysis of S1 documents, there is plenty for you to uh, to have fun with. Um, that's not what I do in my spare time. How about you, Shimon? Do you, do you read S1 documents for IP Absolutely or? not. For <laughs> fun or profit. Or profit, yes. Well, I would read it for profit, but not in this case. So, well, congratulations. You know, Thank you. Um, are you in embargoed for a certain amount of time or, or Yeah, well, now I'm embargoed for life. It's uh, it's now uh, inside trading and everything, so I cannot comment on any financial stuff for 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 the for the rest of it. But for for other stuff, yeah, it's mostly not embargoed. Just I I personally don't know. But but it's like there is on... a lot of stuff going on with uh, whoever needs to do that, and that's not me. <laughs> but if we ever get together, lunch is on you. Oh, lunch is on me. That's yeah. for sure. I mean, that's for sure. It probably was going to be anyway, but you know, now I mean, you're going to be fabulously <laughs> wealthy. Yeah. You know. Now I won't feel bad about it as well. Is the filing in the U.S.? Yes, in Nasdaq. Interesting. Okay, because it's still Israeli-based, right? Or, or do you have offices uh, all it, over the uh, world? We officially again by the S one. It's like. Two headquarters, ah. Sunnyvale and, and Tel Aviv. I don't know what is like the, the exact structure. Well, it looks like you are, you know, podcasting from a very pink room with a flamingo and everything. So I assume that it's something to do with JFrog. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hear you. And a note taken. Let me fix that real quick. Uh, there you go. You work. Yes. Ah, green, much better, much better. <laughs> and Benning Bala, one of our uh, live viewers, says congrats, JFrog. So thank you. Oh, I see that now. Yeah, very good. You know, I realize I can actually say something, and it'll show up as Groovy Podcast, right? Yes. Like, yes this is correct. the both of us official both logging to feed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there I could actually say so. You know. Uh, what should I, I should say something harassing to Baruch, right? Yeah, we can do it in the same time. I'll just say lunch is on Baruch. There you go. There we go. Oh, you are, you are also typing in the same feed. So we can, oh, okay. So, you know, we're really going to entertain all of our, our listeners here <laughs> for as long as you're able to stay on the feed. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I think that will be now um, time for me to leave. I dropped the bomb of the in, interesting information that I had. And now yeah. you enjoy the rest of the Groovy podcast with actually some Groovy news. Well, when, you're, when your company enters the, you know, the, the unicorn club, you know, remember, I'm a one person company and it really wouldn't take that much to, for me to sell out. Absolutely. I mean, it, it'd be remarkably low in terms of absolute dollars, you know? So, you know, keep that in mind when you start looking for acquisitions to make your, your, your company better, you know? I, I can pretend to, to say all the right things too. Oh, absolutely you can, for sure. Okay. We're doing okay. this podcast for a very long time. <laughs> well, congratulations, you know, good, good luck to you. And clearly we will have something to talk about in the future then. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And uh, enjoy Groovy Podcast. Thank you very much. Have bye fun bye. on your talk. And, uh, yeah. Leave it with the, you, with, the two, with, the, with the two better hosts of the Groovy Podcast. There we go. Okay, Shimon, now we, we can now talk about him. You know, that's if we like. We can talk about him in the, behind his back now.
uh, it's much more you know entertaining when Baruch is online. So that that is that is a good point. Actually, it, yeah. it's much better much better when he's a part of it. All right. Absolutely. Well, it, given that you know he's not here now, now we have to actually talk about Groovy and Grails and everything. Um, so I see that we have our show notes now. Do you want to put a link to the show notes in the in the chat there or not? Yeah, I think we can do it. Let's yeah, the show notes are always on the the GitHub repository called Groovy Dash Podcast under the I think the organization is Groovy Dash Podcast, and then the the repository is Groovy Podcast without a dash in it. Nice and simple. We are technically on season four, episode six, I think, which really, if you're just counting from the beginning, we are episode 80. So we're going to have to get our act together so we can crank out and make it to that magic 100 number, you know, uh, but not, not yet so far. So yeah, at any but, rate, but, but we need to speed up with, with the episodes because like, uh, I just, yeah, counted well, the, I think it's your... second episode this year. <laughs> <laughs> that that will that's now partly your job because you're you're prodding us to do it. I mean, it turns out that for those of us who do most of our work online anyway, uh, my mm. schedule's gotten harder to negotiate rather than easier Absolutely. over the past few months. Uh, so, how are things where you are, by the way? Where are you? Um, what are you doing these days? Uh, these days, I focus entirely on uh, creating content for my blog and YouTube channel. So. Mm. This is my main focus. Uh, actually, for the last three years, I was um, engaged with Upwork.com. I was working for Upwork, but uh, starting from June 1st, hmm. I actually focused entirely on, on blogging and creating videos. Just, you know, this crazy idea. I mean, who would uh, give it a try during the COVID, you know, those uncertain times? But I said, hey, I mean, it's crazy, but let's give it a try. And things are moving slowly, I would say, but uh, into the right di direction. And if everything goes well um, in a few weeks, uh, I will announce some interesting project, not only me, but uh, also uh, it, has, it will be something around groovy community. So I think uh, people will, will like it. So, but for now, I cannot uh, say anything uh, else than that. So. Yeah. So, so you and Baruch are both full of secrets these days. I mean, I'm an open a book bit, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do remember your announcement of, of going online like that. Be sure that uh, in the show notes, be sure to add your YouTube channel. And I, I always list your blog, although I don't see it in there at the moment. That's the print stack trace one, right? E.printstacktrace.com, yes, yes. is it? Blog. Dot blog. Oh, dot blog. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Well, people should be sure to check that out. I've seen, uh, I haven't watched all of your videos, but I've watched several of them and your most recent one. I'm trying to remember what was the most recent one on. It was uh, five common mistakes in Jenkins pipeline. That was right. the, the most recent, but uh, the, the, I think something that will, I, I mean, this is groovy related. Jenkins yeah. pipelines are groovy related. So I think uh, people in, in our community, uh, may actually benefit from this video. Uh, but uh, in July, I published two Micronaut-related right. videos. There is one in the show notes about creating Stack Overflow CLI uh, application in Java. So uh, this is something that is actually uh, quite interesting. It's not Groovy, it's Java, but it's Micronaut. It's Pico CLI and it's GraalVM. So, uh, that the, the, this technology stack that is really interesting for any Java developer and Groovy developer as well. Yeah, I'm just looking at the show notes to see where you relisted that. Um, it's a, it's the last item in blogs oh, and other there community it is. news. Yes. Right and you right very good. I see that because I also saw. I mean, there's been a lot of activity in the Micronaut world uh, during the time since we made our last post. I mean, Micronaut has uh, gone 2.0, 2.0, right? And yes. of course, that there's a, the upgrade post in there on how to go from 1.0 to 2.0, but I've also seen uh, a fair number of posts about using Micronaut in general. Now, you, you've been working with Micronaut, is that right? Yes, yes, 
these days, uh, mostly in the Micronaut CLI um, area. That's why I focused on uh, exploring this topic because, I mean, it was missing in, uh, in the blogosphere and especially in, if it comes to video content, there was no, like, uh, it's maybe not, it's not a deep dive kind of content, uh, but it's like deep enough to give everyone a good under understanding on how to start uh, the CLI application, how to write it in Java, which is something that if you ask someone, I don't know, like five years ago, um, uh, if, uh, you, if using Java is something worth considering people for CLI apps, people would say absolutely not. I mean, the, the, the start of the Java runtime environment takes about like a second or two seconds when your application does its job in, let's say, 20 milliseconds. It doesn't make sense to add this one second or two seconds just to start up the um, uh, JVM or Java runtime environment. So, but these days with GraalVM, uh, there is uh, this problem is solved by just compiling your Java application to uh, the standalone uh, native uh, executable file. So, yeah, that particular video where you used Micronaut and I guess you pronounce it Picocli. I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce the library i have no idea yeah i call it the cli but i don't know if this is we should ask remco about how to pronounce it correctly of course yeah but I, I did watch that video and that was fascinating because i have it was one of those videos that was very detailed so that if you do watch that you really get the the low level of exactly what you have to add and how you have to add it and make it work and everything it looked like an enormous amount of work by the way to put all that together not not the coding part the coding part mm -hmm. looked actually pretty straightforward the mm -hmm. producing the video looked like a lot of work and it really is a good one i, I do remember retweeting that and of course your point about running micronaut apps through graal vm makes them start up the startup time becomes uh well basically instant it's it's very very fast on that yes. side of it so yeah that was great thing the great thing about micronaut and uh is that and basically tooling around Graal vm these days is that uh you know compiling your micronaut application to the native executable file is effortless it's just mm -hmm. everything is built in i remember uh last year i was giving this talk uh, groovy and Graal vm on great conf what I shown, you know, like a step-by-step -step how to uh, create this native binary from some very simple Groovy script. And, and it was a lightning talk, 25 minutes, but during that time I, um, I showed every, you know, like a possible error that may happen mm. when you do it. And that was quite, uh, let's say, complex uh, to just compile a very simple script. But Micronaut makes it effortless. You just call native image, you just put your jar file on the class path, and that's it. You don't have to do anything else because uh, both Pico CLI generates uh, those uh, reflection files. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the same thing happens on the Micronaut side. So they provide you the, all those configuration files uh, for you so you don't have to worry about anything else. With my example in Groovy and GraalVM use case, you had to deal with reflections uh, on your own. You had to configure everything on your own. You had to remember about every you know, option uh, that you have to set with the native image compiler. Micronaut does it for you. And that's absolutely a beautiful thing. I do remember seeing those slides. I didn't get to see the actual talk when you gave it. I didn't realize it was only a five-minute lightning talk. But I, I do remember 25. seeing the slides and looking like it was, I'm oh, sorry? 25, 25. Oh, 25 minutes. Okay. But I, I did browse through your slides and saw that it looked like it was a fairly complex operation because of all the dynamic parts of the of Groovy that you had to basically disable. And then yeah. you say Micronaut took care of all of that for you. So that made life much, much simpler. Uh, I have only done a few things with the native image compiler with Graal, but of course I did it with a different language. See, I'm, I'm, delaying the first mention of any yes. other language other than Groovy. I appreciate uh, that. <laughs> so, of course, there's bigger news out of the Micronaut world, which is also uh, bigger news out of the Grails world. Uh, uh, one, last, uh, yeah. one last thing about that, and we can move forward. Uh, things around GraalVM and Groovy changed dramatically uh, when GraalVM released GraalVM 20.2 uh, uh. based on OpenJDK 11. And tomorrow I will publish a new video on that topic, oh. uh, which uh, very quick showcase. Uh, and uh, right now, uh, in, 
like a creating native image for a Groovy script is much easier. And oh. you have to wait until tomorrow to, to see it in the video. You know, if we just postponed our little podcast until tomorrow, we could have watched it and we could have even had Baruch as part. Now, it's probably for the best that we don't have Baruch involved. So, <laughs> you know, so, well, okay. We so can, I'll be we sure. We can talk about it during the episode 81. I think this might be interesting. <laughs> Sometime in 2021, is that the idea? Yeah. Well, I think we, we can do it in 2020. <laughs> I hope. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, okay, I'll be looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. uh, very interesting. I noticed they have, there was a big change for me and some of my, and how I use Grawl when they went from 20 or 19 to 20. I have not done much with the changes from 20 dot whatever you know the the dot changes since then mm -hmm. so interesting that they're making impactful changes even in the the point changes on that yeah but the thing is what what uh, the, the the significant change uh, happened between OpenJDK 8 and OpenJDK 11 because oh. GraalVM uh, delivers those two variants. You can install GraalVM based on OpenJDK 8 and OpenJDK 11. And uh, what I will show in this video, OpenJDK 8 still has issues. Uh, I mentioned in the last episode, uh, JDK 11 uh, solved all these issues. So right now, the 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 way to go with Groovy is to use OpenJDK 11, which is also, I think, a good actually, you know, thing to do anyway. Uh, so we don't have to stick uh, to, to OpenJDK 8, and you can just move forward. Well, this was, from what I understand from the Java people, this was supposed to be the year that everybody transitioned from 8 up to 11. Between the licensing changes and the availability of the open source variations and and everything else, this was going to be the big one. And then, of course, you know, the, the pandemic hit and everybody's plans got set back or changed or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I have noticed, interestingly enough, I expect that the next surveys on the impact in the marketplace of JDK 11 versus eight, I expect a big jump in 11 for a very simple reason. Have you noticed if you ever do anything with Spring Boot, the Spring Boot initializer now defaults to 11? And by doing that, I think automatically there'll be a big jump in usage. Now that's, I'm just guessing, that seems anecdotal to me, but I still think that's why Spring Boot applications are so heavily Maven-based rather than Gradle-based is because if you don't do anything, that's the default inside of Spring Boot. When you first access the initializer, it defaults to Maven. Mm -hmm. And I always switch it to Gradle, but I know a lot of people will just go with the defaults there. And therefore, I think there'll be a big jump in 11. Are you using 11 as your baseline these days? Yes, I switched since the last yeah. episode. I have switched also, but I have to acknowledge that, I mean, it's still a huge percentage of the marketplace mm -hmm. that's still using uh, 8. Now, of course, Groovy 3, when Groovy 3 came out, that took care of any issues with running on 11. I mean, that exactly. working with Groovy 3 on Java 11 is fine. And yes. I've been doing that since then. And Gradle, I think once Gradle hit 6, they didn't have any problems anymore with, um, with Java 11. I don't remember exactly which version was the required one, but they're all the way up to, as you, as you put in the show notes, there's 6.6 .6 came out. And I remember, I think it was maybe yesterday or maybe this morning, I saw that uh, SDK man announced that 6.6.1 .6 is now available, which I presume is just a small bug fix mm -hmm. version yeah. around 6.6. .6. Do you, by the way, do you normally upgrade your projects to use the latest wrapper the gradle wrapper when when they release a new version uh not necessarily uh, i actually the, the my most my most projects that use gradle are actually like ascii doc ascii doctor projects oh. for you know like building slides and i remember i had like uh with every major release uh and I think that's also like a problem with ascii doctor and there are like at least three ways how to you know, compile your uh, slides uh, using ASCII Doctor, how to compile them using Reveal.js. And I remember whenever I, I have like one project which is still on Gradle too, uh, because if I tried to upgrade it, it was just, uh, it didn't work. Uh, and in the other slides, I use different plugin and different approach. Mm -hmm. uh, and there I have, I think, Gradle 4 or something like that. 4, so, really? <laughs> yes. You might want to upgrade that one. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I don't compile those slides uh, that often. Oh. So, you know, I, I, it's just probably, it's like uh, one of the most recent, maybe not the very most recent version um, at, the, at the time when I create those slides, but it's, it's let's say, pretty, pretty recent. Well, my habit is whenever I open a project that I've had around for a while, the, one of the first things I do is to upgrade the Gradle wrapper. I, I just delete the existing wrapper and regenerate just because in case anything changes. Now, I remember when there was a jump from five to six, the biggest thing that changed for me was that now the plugins, especially the plugin for the, uh, the build scan business, now that is in the settings.gradle file rather than the build.gradle file. And that was a significant change for those few projects where I was actually using the build scan plugin. But other than that, mm -hmm. I have also noticed, by the way, that when people use the projects that use the Gradle wrapper version six, the download speed of the wrapper improved enormously starting mm -hmm. around 6.0. I mean, it, if I have an older version of Gradle, a four or five version, and somebody has to download Gradle as the first time they run the wrapper, that actually takes a, a fair amount of time. But the 6.01s and above just go very, very quickly. I, I hope that's not just my own experience. I hope that's everyone's mm -hmm. on that. Now, of course, we are, in fact, bearing the lead. Uh, there was a huge event that I don't see. Again, when I'm looking over to the left there, I'm just looking at the show notes in the different mm -hmm. monitor. The, the, we don't have it in the show notes, but of course the biggest thing that happened during the time we were not podcasting was uh, Graham Rocher himself, of course, is now mm -hmm. a member of Oracle. I mean, <laughs> he yeah. left OCI and joined Oracle. I mean, that was one of those cases where I just about put out the bat signal and said, we need to do an emergency groovy podcast you know, <laughs> on Graham moving yeah. over to Oracle. Uh, it's, I as think it turns... this is... Go ahead. No, no, you were going to say? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you can watch, uh, we have it in our show notes, uh, this Micronaut 2.0 uh, video from uh, Madrid Groove user group. Uh, right. And there was this presentation, Graham, gave about Micronaut 2.0 and there was this question about it was the question about Micronaut Foundation because this is also um, uh, important uh, thing that happened which uh, uh, right now Micronaut will be uh, let's say governed by Micronaut Foundation not only by the OCI. OCI is one of the uh, key figures in, in this uh, foundation however there are just industry experts gathered in this um, in this uh, Foundation, Venkat Subramanian, just uh, to name uh, his name. And uh, as Graham explained, he joined Oracle uh, just to make this collaboration with GraalVM team and Micronaut uh, much closer. So I, I think it's a, it's a strategic, strategic decision. And, you know, Graham is a role model if it comes to Groovy community. And he wouldn't, I don't believe he could, you know, abandon, you know, OCI and abandon Micronaut. He's still involved. He's, uh, as, as far as I remember, he is the founder of uh, Micronaut Foundation. So he's, uh, he's still uh, a father of, of Micronaut. So, well, it's, it's uh, clear he very much cares about the Groovy community, yeah. the Grails community, the Micronaut community. Absolutely. It's clear he cares very much about the products, about Micronaut and Gradle. I'm sorry, Grails, pardon me. And... I'm sure that he will be bringing his influence to Oracle in those areas. I did read the, the releases, the press releases, and the, the comments that were released for public consumption. I did send him a message, ask him if he wanted to be on the Groovy podcast to talk about it. I think what probably happened is that that message I sent him probably got buried in 20 million other messages he got <laughs> yes. right around the same time I'm expecting so we may have to try to contact him again and yeah. see if now that things have calmed down a little bit mm -hmm. if he'd like to talk about it. but i did notice that he did give that that micronaut 2.0 talk and of course as you pointed out sh shortly after he joined oracle jeff brown put up the announcement about the the micronaut foundation that will exist as an independent way to foster the growth and, and adoption of micronaut exactly. in the community of course, even with all that, I think it's a big, it, this is a big event. I mean, this is a big deal to have Graham himself decide to join, of all companies, Oracle. I just did not see that coming uh, at all. No um, one expected that. Yeah, I, 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'll simply say that at least on our podcast, we tend to think the best of people, especially in our, our own community. And we know, you know, Graham is, is definitely, we've known him for years, you know, his heart's in the right place and all that. We'd love to hear not just why he decided to make the move, but also how things are moving, how, how things are working out now that he's moved over. What impact is he seeing? I mean, we've seen several people join Oracle. I remember when Andres Almire, for example, uh, wound up leaving and went to a couple different companies and then went back. You know, so it's not that there isn't a home for people there that are productive. You know, I've seen a couple others mentioning it as well. Um, but that was big news. And, and we should say something about it, I suppose, in the show notes. But it's hard to say something other than, hey, by the way, Graham went to Oracle. <laughs> yeah, and we are missing details. So we can only speculate and, you know. It yeah, and this be... is why we don't get any clicks, because we don't just randomly <laughs> speculate. Do you say, you, you want to start a rumor or anything or, or not? You're okay that's with it right now? Only, that's the only rumor uh, I know. So I don't know if... I don't know any other, you know, interesting rumors that would, you know, uh, create any clicks on our podcast. Well, I, I wore the red shirt today, you know, so I'm willing, a little willing to live dangerously. But I, <laughs> unfortunately, I can't think of anything, you know, really clever. Uh, okay, let's see what else we have. Now, one thing I did want to point out, the, the post on Groovy Dependencies and Spock 2.0. Have you played with Spock 2.0 yet? Yeah, yeah, I, I use it with my Micronode CLI apps. Uh, no issues, works well, I don't see any problems. And Martin put this blog post just to, you know, explain the differences between Spock, dependency-wise, uh, between Spock 1.3 and 2.0. So if anyone, uh, you know, wants to migrate their Spock tests, I think this is a blog post worth reading, absolutely. Well, since we have you here, I have to ask you how you would pronounce his last name. I mean, that's Polish as well as yours. So what, what would you say? <laughs> uh, Polish pronunciation is Zajączkowski. You'd put an N in it? It sounded like you put an N in it. Yes, it's Zajączkowski. Huh. I would, I mean, I just see the Z-A-J-A-C-Z -Z -Z, and I would have gone Zajączkowski. So it's wrong. So it's Zajączkowski. Yeah, because this, uh, you know, this second A is our, you know, dialect A with this, oh. you know, like uh, uh, with with the tail uh, under the the A, which is pronounced on. Oh. That's why you pronounce it Zajączkowski. Thank you. See, that's I, I knew it was. I had to take advantage of you being here, you know, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> for things like that. But it's definitely Marcin. I would have gotten that part right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yes, for those who are not actively looking at the show notes right now. He wrote a blog post on Groovy dependencies and Spock 2.0. I've been playing around with the release candidates. I've been using Spock. And the thing that's big, the big difference about Spock that I've seen is that they are transitioning to using JUnit 5, Unit 5 under the hood yes. rather mm -hmm. than JUnit 4. And I'm glad to see that. I mean, I don't want to say it's yes. about time because, you know, it takes time for all these things to roll through. But I'm, I've, been I've been so pleased with the changes in JUnit 5 that I'm, I'm hoping that more and more projects will take advantage of that. And, and Spock, of course, is one of the dominant projects mm -hmm. in the Groovy ecosystem. It's very good to see them leveraging that as well. Yeah. Uh, one fa fun fact, maybe this will bring some you know, people to the podcast about JUnit 5. Uh, I have this blog post about uh, when you use, uh, we mentioned it in the previous episode, uh, uh, JUnit tests not found if you use def keyword instead of void for a test method in JUnit right, 5. Right, right. And the, the funny thing is I have, I don't know, like every week about, I can tell you, a few hundred, maybe not a few hundred, but something like uh, 150 people uh, searches for this uh, JUnit tests not found. And according to bounce rate, which is like a 97%, uh, it seems like because I'm ranked really high for JUnit tests not found in JUnit 5, and people are expecting something completely different. And they, when they, uh, you know, when they uh, came to my blog, they see, okay, it's like a groovy thing, but they probably have completely different problem, problems why their JUnit tests are not found and not, not necessarily, um, it's not necessarily because of groovy. Uh, so it's like a fun fact today. So the idea, 
so the idea is if your return type is def rather than void, then the test may be missed. But if you change it to void, then they're found? Yeah, yes, exactly. Because the, the thing is, JUnit 4 was much clever in this uh, situation. And JUnit 4 gave you information that the test method, if you annotate your method with test annotation, has to be, uh, has to return a void type. And there was like a very strict uh, message about that. With JUnit 5, there is no message. It just silently says, JUnit test is not found. And you have to dig into the the class that um, runs those tests. And there is like a, in JUnit runner, there is information when it uh, tries to, when it detects those methods, it checks, okay, if there is a test annotation and if the return type is void specifically. Interesting. And you know, people, when people come from the Spock world, we use dev when we define uh, test methods, right? Uh, in, in Spock tests. And uh, people do the same with JUnit 5. They use def and the test uh, method name. And if you do it with Groovy that way, with JUnit 5, uh, you will end up with, with this problem. Very good. So I'm glad I remembered that. Uh, speaking, so I'm, I'm looking forward to when they eventually go final on 2.0, but I have no idea what the schedule is for any of mm -hmm. that. So hopefully that will be relatively soon, or at least we'll hear more out of that community mm -hmm. over time. Now we have some other old friends of the Groovy community who've joined large companies. Of course, one of them was, was Guillaume Laforge. Yes. Uh, Guillaume joined Google a few years ago now. It's actually been a while mm -hmm. since he's there. And, and he's been doing a lot with the Google Cloud Functions. And we put in the, or you put into the show notes, his blog post on deploying serverless functions in Groovy on the Java 11 runtime on Google yes. Cloud functions there? Yes. And I strongly encourage anyone to take a look at this blog post because it, it just shows how simple it is to mm. deploy a function written in Groovy or even in Java because like in this case, um, you know, what he was, uh, what, he's show, what, what he's showing is just, you know, like Groovy class you, you have to extend some like a this google function and and that's it so um, it doesn't matter if you use groovy or java uh, but uh, what he uh, what he explains in his blog post you can take groovy free he, he is using groovy 3.0.3 if i remember well mm -hmm. um, and he's he's deploying this function from uh, it's like a maven project uh, you can run it uh, through a maven command and then you can simply deploy it with Google Cloud Platform client. Well, it's good to see that he's still doing something Groovy related over at Google. Um, although I'm not sure. I mean, do you, do you work with the cloud providers at all? Do you do much with those? Uh, AWS mostly. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I would think so. And Azure seems to be doing very, I mean, Azure just, I, again, it's not directly relative to Groovy, but Azure, has their own version of Java, of course. That mm -hmm. actually Amazon has Coretto, right? That's Correto, their implementation. Yeah. And Coretto now has a Java 8 and a Java 11 version. That's and correct. I think that the Azure one also now has 8 and 11 as well. Uh, if it comes to Azure functions, only at this moment, uh, I think only Java 8 is supported. Oh, really? And this is oh. something, yeah, this is something uh, that Graham. Uh, was showing in this Micronaut 2.0 video. Uh, he was, one of the biggest, uh, let's say, updates in Micronaut 2.0 is uh, uh, the, the serverless uh, area of, of right. Micronaut. And right. they, they added support for AWS, for Google Cloud, for Azure. And um, uh, Graham was showing this uh, cool-looking uh, Micronaut launch website where you can uh, set up your bootstrap your micronaut project and if you choose um, uh, the, the uh, micronaut uh, uh, serverless function project and then if you add azure uh, library and if you by default uh, micronaut launch uh, selects java 11 and then if you add this azure uh, library it will uh, just show you this error that Azure only supports Java 8. So you have to downgrade to Java 8 if you want to use um, and, uh, Azure as your you know, serverless uh, provider. Well, I have to say that's actually kind of impressive that they notify you about that. I mean, otherwise... That's you... great, yes. Yeah. Yes. Otherwise, you would see it at runtime when you try yes. to deploy your function and then you just lost, I don't know, like an hour or two. And then you 
start debugging problems, but Micronauts launch website actually uh, tells you uh, right away that you need to downgrade to Java 8. Very good, very the good. Platform uh, and AWS, they support Java 11, if I remember, if I remember So correctly. it's still, everybody's transitioning, it's just taking time. I thought Microsoft bought, didn't they buy J Clarity, I think it was? that uh, was maintaining some of the open or the adopt open JDK builds or am I remembering that wrong? I haven't heard that. Okay. Well, I thought I they heard. did a while ago and of course adopt open JDK.net. Did you see what's happening to them by the way? No, uh, no, no. Yeah. They're becoming a member of the eclipse foundation. Interestingly enough. So the oh. adopt open JDK. Yeah. If you go to adopt open JDK.net, they have a big mm -hmm. link to the announcement and the announcement yeah. says they're changing their name. So we're not gonna be able to refer to adopt open JDK anymore. Did you see what the new name was? I know I'm on their website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for you see the big banner link at the top and then scroll down and you'll see the new name. <laughs> Do you see it? I'll tell you, it's Eclipse Adoptium. <laughs> Do you believe uh... that? <laughs> I mean, okay, I get it. I mean, he said it's a compound word for adopt mm. open JDK and the Latin suffix eum. <laughs> mm. And I'm like, I, I'm sure there are worse names out there, but it's hard to come up with one really quickly. I mean, okay, that's my own value <laughs> judgment, but seriously, Eclipse Adoptium? <laughs> I just, okay, you know, so at any rate, that I expect will have some impact on the community because a lot of people use Adopt Open JDK as their Open yeah. JDK build. But you know, you Ken, do that? at least at least they won't get sued by Oracle for using Java or JDK. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I've noticed under SDK Man, you know, because of course I'm a, a huge fan of SDK mm -hmm. Man, I, yeah. I've noticed they still refer to Adopt Open JDK. They've not started switching the name over yet. You know, so I, I don't think there have been mm -hmm. any releases under the new name, the Eclipse Adoptium yet. But that'll be our clue as to, okay, it's time to start mm -hmm. referring to Adoptium. The question is, can I refer to it without <laughs> laughing? And I'm not sure I can do <laughs> yeah. that for a while yet. So it sounds like a, a long, it sounds like an element that was discovered in a science fiction movie when they don't understand anything about physics and say, mm. oh yeah, here's this new element, Adoptium, that Tony Stark makes in a lab or something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, what do you want to talk about next in the, in the show notes? Yeah, I would give, I would like to give a shout out to actually two people, uh, Omar Bautista from Mexico mm. who recently started creating those videos on Groovy. Mm. Uh, I just, you know, I found his channel accidentally. Uh, I think he posted something on Twitter using GroovyLang uh, hashtag and uh, I, I watch this hashtag every day and, and that way I found his videos. He, he records videos in Spanish so I think uh, for you know, like the Spanish speaking people in, in Groovy community, this is something that might be quite interesting. And it, it looks like he covers, you know, like a very basic uh, stuff about Groovy. So this is like an introductionary videos on Groovy, but it's really good to see uh, new people, uh, you know, putting their time and effort into creating a Groovy related content. Uh, and we are missing like, you know, uh, you know those, uh, I would call it like, uh, you know, regional specific uh, content like he he creates uh, Spanish content and there is also this I don't know if this is his name Tiab uh, the guy who I also found on Twitter he wrote uh, blog posts uh, about Groovy in Japanese mm. so people uh, our if, if there are any Japanese speaking people in our community they can go and read his uh, blog and there are like a five uh, blog posts about Groovy Free uh, mostly. So he was covering some new features added to Groovy Free Zero, which is again, it's great. I mean, uh, that's so, uh, and I think uh, those uh, people absolutely deserve some kind of recognition shout out so uh, they can keep doing those things because it's, it's great that we have uh, uh, more and more people uh, putting, the, putting their time and effort into creating content. Well, and we know, of course, the community for Groovy and Grails and Micronaut and everything is very large in Spain. We definitely know about that. I mean, we've yes, got the, yes, definitely. You know, Ivan Ilop Mar, the you know Twitter feed, uh, Ivan Lopez. Mm -hmm. and we've got yes. um, Sergio. 
Jorge, uh, Jorge Alvaro Sanchez. Most people like they, most of them are well, OCI, OCI related. Yeah. Also, the person who always banter's with us. Uh, okay, you're going to make me say it. So, as Delamo, you know the Sergio, in, in Twitter. Yes, 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 Sergio, Sergio Delamo. Oh, oh, you want to say, oh, Delamo, oh, okay, so it's a pronunciation thing again. I was an American who puts the accent on the wrong syllable, you know, <laughs> uh, very difficult. So we'll wait for him to, well, this will be a test to find out if he listens to the podcast for real and, and see if he, you know, heard himself mentioned and if he wants to say anything back or now, yes. you know. Sergio, if you're listening, uh, even on, on the replay, uh, let us know on Twitter that uh, you are still with us until this moment. Oh, well, we don't need to encourage him. He will come up with something clever to say. I'm, uh, not, I'm not worried. But I'm glad that there are contributions in Spanish uh, because that's the other language I want to bring up is not any other programming language. I'll just bring up Spanish, right? As I, yeah. I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying to give him a bit of a hard time to see if anything happens. I don't know. But I'm glad about the Japanese one also. I think I'll what I'll try to do is find out how Google Translate handles that, you know, so I could take a look at see at, at some of those uh, posts. Yeah. I, I read it with uh, Google Translate. They are absolutely fine. Uh, oh, wonderful. Wonderful. So, so I'll definitely take a look at that. Now you also course, mentioned Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, uh, like content-wise, I think also uh, our friend Dan Vega is, is yeah. mentioning because some time ago, it's, uh, it was like a two months ago, I think, mm -hmm. he released this video on adding dynamic methods uh, at runtime in Groovy uh, to his YouTube channel. Uh, and it's always good to see Dan covering some Groovy-related topics. It's always an interesting combination because Dan, I know mostly from his JavaScript work, you know, he does mm -hmm. a lot of stuff with, uh, I think it's Vue, V-U-E, Vue.js yes, that Vue, he spends a lot of time on. But he has done a fair amount in the groovy world as well, making instructional videos. And, of course, the front end on his projects are always very good <laughs> because he knows mm -hmm. the, the JavaScript library so yeah. much better than so many of us. So that's, that's nice to yeah. see him working as well on that mm -hmm. stuff. But, but it's you, also worth mentioning... Uh, about Dan, it's also worth mentioning that he's uh, he has also the complete Apache Groovy developer course on Udemy, right. and this is ac actually the most popular Groovy related uh, course uh, on that platform. And he has uh, twenty five hundred oh. students. On which platform so, is that? Uh, Udemy.com. Oh, Udemy, right? Udemy, yeah. right? So he's got twenty five hundred. Yeah, follow that's really good. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, I have videos on Safari on that, but mine are getting a bit dated, and it's good to see him to, to do the much more up to date stuff. And and I I think he's. I'm trying to remember if he ported some of that over to Safari. You know, there's so many online platforms now for video mm -hmm. courses. There's LinkedIn Learning now. There's there's, um, yeah. uh, Plural Site, of course. There's the one I do so much on is Safari, and which which now the O'Reilly Learning Platform. Uh, many of those going on, so there's a plethora of resources available. Are are you contributing videos on any of those yet? Not yet, no. I I, I will be very surprised if you are not contributing on those at some point, you know. And if you need, if I know anybody, let me know. I mean, I can always introduce you. If I know somebody, I can I can help you out on that. But sure. I I don't ex I expect people will be coming to you <laughs> on that. <laughs> Uh, now you also mentioned the the blog post by is it Noresha? Uh, yes, Noresha. Yeah, and that person is. Uh, that's that's coming. Looks like that's a person out of India, out of Bangalore specifically. Yes, yes. And you say yeah, he's Bangalore got several of these effective Java with Groovy type podcasts mm -hmm. there or blog posts and blog posts, blog posts. Yeah, Noresha, uh, he. He's always very active, uh, mm. but uh, what's uh, worth mentioning is, I think he started uh, back in July, he started uh, publishing on a regular basis um, some Groovy-related uh, blog posts. Mm -hmm. Some of them are taken from his, he, had, he has this presentation uh, he gave on uh, during the great con for last year, like effective uh, Java with Groovy, something like that. Right, I remember uh, that. Where he, yeah, where he was uh, showing how you can 
adopt some uh, um, like the, this effective Java tips into groovy programming language. Uh, so it, it seems like he was he just sliced this content and he published those uh, blog posts, which is great because people uh, probably are um, um, are willing to uh, consume smaller blog posts in chunks. So it's great to see like every every single week there is like a groovy related blog posts. Good. So you listed it looks like five of them in yeah. his most recent ones mm -hmm. in our show notes exactly. there, which is great. So that. Yeah, I'm glad that we're seeing, mm -hmm. especially when we get people who don't or aren't the same group of people always saying the same things in our community, that it's good to get some people mm -hmm. who are less as uh, less well known uh, in our community, maybe well known outside of it. I don't know. But people like, you know, mm -hmm. Dan Vega, of course, is very well known outside our community. It's always good to see people who are uh, contributing to Groovy to the ecosystem in general. Exactly. Exactly. OK, uh, we just have a couple more. Did you um, want to pick one? Yeah, I mean, the, like a community last community news, I think uh, worth mentioning is also this blog post that was published on baildung.com. Uh, oh, this is yeah. one of the largest uh, blogs, uh, like a Java related and and uh, also there, there are like a Kotlin related topics. Uh, I mentioned Kotlin. Uh, so <laughs> uh, my apologize. No, no, uh, however... that's, some, it's a question. It's more the over under, you know, it's like we, we're never sure who's um, who's involved in that. And they're always waiting to see at what time in the groovy podcast uh, yeah, but, but, language is mentioned. And we made yeah. it almost a whole hour before that happened. So. Yeah, but but I but I thought you will be the person <laughs> who mentions yeah, but it. it. Yeah, so nobody who had the, you know, the people who bet the over are going to win and the people who picked that it would be you rather than me, well, good luck. I mean, that's the long <laughs> shot, you know, came in this time. Anyway, yeah, that, that Beldung, however he pronounces it, that's, a, mm. that's one person who manages a group of people from what I understand, and they mm -hmm. are very focused on spring. They have their own yes. spring course they push all the time. So anything that touches on the spring world, they tend to have a lot of, and some of that tends to be Spring Boot and Groovy, of course. Mm -hmm. And you know, having Groovy on such a plat on such a platform is uh, is, is is beneficial to, to Groovy and the community because you know, like uh, thanks to this, probably some people heard about Groovy for the first time, and maybe mm -hmm. they will just look at the programming language and see. Let's give it a let's give it a shot. Right. So the, he's got a bunch of them, but you picked one that was very recent that got brought up yes, as well. Yes, I remember the first Spring Boot app that was publicly published by Pivotal at the time was written in Groovy. And the mm -hmm. reason they did that is because the entire app fit in a tweet. Remember, they were using yes, the Spring yeah. Boot CLI <laughs> and they just put the controller in there as a one line, mm -hmm. basically one function. And of course, Groovy made it very simple to do. I don't know how many of those actually made it into production, but it was amusing I you, that I, at, I made one. Yeah, and uh, that was a very <laughs> risky decision. <laughs> right. I mean, I when I teach my spring classes, I also have a an implementation of the same apps in Groovy and an implementation mm. of the same apps in oh some other language, you know, uh, namely Kotlin, of course, uh, in there as well. <laughs> Um, and you see, I've been doing a lot, as you mentioned, you, you, you put, you were kind enough to link to my blog post about solving that daily yeah. jumble in all three languages. That's the one I usually use Kotlin for the, for the grawl feature of being able to do the native compiler right away on that. But of course, now that I realize that Micronaut has that capability in it, if I'd building, if I had been building a server side app, then now I know I can stick with Micronaut on those mm -hmm. features that'd be very helpful there yeah uh, if you want you can use kotlin with micronaut as well and i, I oh yeah i know i mean micronaut supports all three now i don't mm -hmm. know what impact that has in the community you know what i mean when i whenever i talk about microservice frameworks i'm always sure to bring up micronaut but usually the people bringing up microservice frameworks are Java people. Occasionally I'll get contacted by Kotlin people who want to talk about Ktor or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I say, well, do you know about Micronaut? You know, because you can write in that too, and you can just write regular Java and etc. So I don't know, I'd be interested in seeing at some point somebody from the Micronaut community giving us a sense 
uh, what percentage of Micronaut apps are written in the various languages? You know, how much interest are they seeing? Is there mm -hmm. any growth in each each language? I think that would be fascinating. So hopefully we can talk to some people from that community and see what's going on there. I think it would be interesting, you know, to see some kind of case study for of someone who who used, let's say, Kotlin production-wise with Micronaut. Well, and I imagine there there's all three. You know, it's just a question of. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would think I would use that information as a Micronaut person, if I was a Micronaut person, you know, if I was in that community, mm -hmm. to see where they needed a bit more marketing or where they needed to, yeah. where there's a potential growth area. I mean, I'm, I'm not good mm -hmm. at marketing, so I, but I imagine yeah, but the OCI know, people are excellent, so. Yeah, but you know, like with open source project, it's hard to get this data, uh, mm. like who uses your framework with, with which uh, programming language. I, I think mm. it's... Even like, uh, I don't know, information from statistics from maybe the repository, uh, they, they won't tell you, uh, like, uh, you will get some number, but it doesn't mean anything, right? Well, so, maybe maybe then it'd be the, the way to go would be to look for questions on Stack Overflow and see what the, mm -hmm, then when you're looking at Micronaut yeah. questions, what language are they asking about? Maybe, mm -hmm. I, I, again, I'm not good at this, but I imagine there's some information there. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to bring up in the list there? Uh, yes, Apache Con uh, and Groovy oh. Track, moderated by uh, Paul King. This is mm. a huge, actually. It happens. It takes place on September twenty-nine uh, to October first, and there is. A, I added a link to Apache Groovy Track, uh, which is Groovy uh, specific, mm. and there are uh, many interesting topics. Uh, in that agenda and what's also of course this is the online event and it's free so anyone can attend anyone can watch uh, those presentations live during apache con so i would strongly encourage uh, anyone to to go and register to that event yeah i was gonna try to get something in on that and i realized that i'm um, first i almost missed the deadline anyway but secondly it's just i have a lot of conflicts in that mm. time frame a lot of things seem to be going on during that time uh, I'll mention, as long as we're mentioning conventions at all, it's not exactly a con exactly, but the 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 former GIDs, the Great International Developer Summit, the one that was used to be the Great Indian Developer Summit in Bangalore and then in Australia, they've all gone online this year, obviously, and they've got events happening basically one or two per month, and they've been going on since July, and they're going all the way to December. The Java-related one, Java and related topics, is also in September. I'm giving a brief talk, I think, there on features in Groovy 3 inside of that. So I know they've got some Groovy information, not a lot, but a, a few things mm -hmm. there. Uh, I'm also, I should mention, I'm giving a, a talk at the London Groovy and Grails user group next week, actually. I think that's September 1st. And again, it'll be about features that are new in Groovy 3. So uh, I should probably yeah. send you, well, I'll send you a, a link or whatever. The It's mm -hmm. a meetup group. And then on the 10th, I think it is, check That's the calendar correct. to be sure. I'm pretty sure on the 10th. I just checked your calendar. Ah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, on September the 10th. 10th, I'm giving a talk at the Madrid Groovy mm -hmm. and Groovy and Grails user group. That's that's our friend uh, Ivan Lopez as well. So yes. that one I'll be talking about functional features in Java, Groovy, and Kotlin. And of course, I will be sure to emphasize Groovy. This, by the way, that that talk about Java, Groovy, and Kotlin is my subversive way of, of pushing Groovy back into mm -hmm. a community that seems to forget that it exists. This way I could say, oh, well, you could do this functional stuff in Java. You can do this handful of things in Kotlin, but look how Groovy's already got a memoize annotation and, mm -hmm. and, and tail recursion and trampolining and all this other yeah. stuff and, you know, got a curry methods. And so it, it, again, mm -hmm. it's a partly a way to push Groovy into a community that's forgotten it's there. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have any upcoming events that you wanted to mention? Uh, nothing from my side, no. Okay, so I think that's pretty much everything. Anything else you wanted to yeah. bring up from the show notes or anything? I'm just looking them over. Mm, no, I can only encourage uh, our listeners and viewers to take a look at those show notes. There are links to every uh, thing that we mentioned today. Mm. We didn't mention the Grades 4 Upgrade Notes by Eric. Oh, right, uh, right. But 
if you upgrade your Grails. I heard that upgrading Grails uh, 3 to Grails 4 is almost effortless, but I guess Eric found some, uh, you know, corner cases and he put uh, this blog post together. So if you, if you are in this situation, uh, go and check Eric's blog post. And Eric really is an expert in, in everything Grails uh, related. So it's wonderful yes. to get information from him. Yeah, Eric is a Grails rock star, and uh, th there was also we should uh, we should uh, hear about the new Grail star rock star in uh, upcoming weeks or months. Mm -hmm. uh, there was uh, this period of time. I think it was up to August nineteenth. OCI was uh, collecting nominations for mm. uh, the next Grails rock star. So, yeah, we will see who's the next Grails rock star. And we'll have to bring that up certainly the next time we have a podcast so hopefully yeah, we can get absolutely. back on a, a more regular schedule you know and we'll see mm -hmm. what that regular schedule is uh, i want to thank you personally for prodding us to to have this one it's a good thing especially because baruch turned out to just he kind of just blew us off so you know <laughs> it's good that you were here yeah, yeah. <laughs> again that's partly a test to see if baruch actually listens to our podcast we'll see how that mm -hmm. goes um, exactly. And then I want to also thank anybody who was actually listening on the on the live stream there, you know, who yeah, Paco, in there. Uh, Benning Bala, and we have 10 people watching right now. Oh, so. my goodness. Wow. What are we going to yeah. all those people? I don't even know what to do. Uh, anything else? So I, I think is that everything or do we want to wrap it up at this point? I think we're we're done. We covered everything. Okay, again, those of you who can, please feel free to support uh, both Groovy and SDK Man on the Open Collective mm -hmm. approach there. And if you have any other pieces of news or information you'd like to send, feel free to let us know. Uh, or you can always send a pull request to the show notes if you like. And we will be happy to incorporate it on our next session. So thank you very much for coming and good luck everybody. And we will see you all next time. Take care. Thank you. Thank you everyone. Take care.